there's nothing stopping you from, if you want to, from moving inside of a company or like, I guess where they allow you to up through the ranks and learning all of this really cool stuff. And if you're a business owner and you're not allowing your people to do that, well, then you're a fool because if you don't let them, they will leave. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant here again. Hello, everyone. <laughs> again, it keeps we're happening. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to have fun today. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show, I think. Because we want to start out with thanking you guys once again for all the reviews. I mean, Heather and I were scrolling through them this morning. There are so many we were reading. And then Heather's like, man, we should share some of these. We really should. So, I mean, let's start yeah, the show today with just like sharing a little bit. It's- yeah. The written reviews are really cool because getting a star rating is kind of fun, but it loses the personal feel that a comment does because... I mean, this client said, he's a client, but he's also a listener. He said, Ron and team always drop knowledge. So practical and real. He has been in the trenches and it shows. And I loved that because number one, we are all about being who we really are and being genuine and authentic in our, and what we share (laughs) not sugarcoating, but also that, you know, being in the trenches and understanding that where people are coming from. And I think that's the human side of this podcast experience that we both have, Ron, that is, that makes it really more meaningful than just talking about what you know, right? That you're talking to people who learn from this. Several of the comments said, you know, I'm just getting started. I'm excited. And that listening to the podcast helps them stay focused on their goals of what they're trying to accomplish. So they listen to every single one. I mean, all that is just so fun. It it makes makes it... Yeah. It makes it so that we like to come back. So we appreciate you guys yeah. sharing, you know, and yeah. Yeah, we're, I think we're going to, we'll start the show just reading one occasionally. And we really appreciate you guys. These comments, you know, we get texts from our clients too, which, which is part of the reason we keep doing what we do in our day job. And, you know, I, I text people back after they text us and, you know, sometimes we get them out of the blue, like years later, people will be like, man, we really appreciate you guys starting us off yeah. in this because now they have you know, 15 units and, you know, it's kind of changed the way they were thinking about things. You guys don't know how much that means. We tell you guys all the time, like, you know, make sure that you tell your property managers this stuff. And I mean, just share that with everybody. If your meal was good, mm-hmm. tell them the meal was good and, you know, leave them a big tip because they've really gotten impacted by COVID. So anyway, that's a great way to start the day, which is a great segue into, I start my day every day lifting Heather and I know. Heather, Heather knows this. And so does she. We are she, kindred spirits. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. And I always set these really big goals and I set some remarkably large goals this year. And I, I've been at a mastermind. I've been traveling a little bit and, you know, hanging around my business friends and something struck me this week and it ended up being true again today. And so I wanted to talk about that, not necessarily about why I thought about this, but So today was max day. Last Friday was max day for deadlift. And today was max day for bench press. And and I started working out with a trainer like four weeks ago. So it's been about a month. 
it's time to like reassess where we're at, how we're doing on the goals. Um, I'm proud to say that I'm doing really well with the goals as that was actually really fun. But it's funny because like all week, Heather was telling you this, that all week I had been thinking in my head, you know, I think I could probably do about 30 pounds more than my previous deadlift max. Which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge jump. I go up two and a half pounds usually when I'm trying. No, it wasn't 30. It wasn't 30. It was, uh, yeah, it was about 30 pounds. Anyway, 365 to 395 on deadlift. And I'm just all week, I'm really confident I can hit 395. And I was telling Heather earlier, I'm like, guess what I did? I picked up 395 pounds pretty easily. I mean, there was a little bit of a neurological stutter in the middle, but pretty easy, you know? And I thought, man, I bet I can get 405. And for all of you who don't lift and don't understand how the weights stack up, that's four plates, 45 pound plates, right? So 405 pounds on each side, which is a big deal, right? So you go from three plates to four plates. It's a big deal. It's like a big celebration. And so I throw four plates on and I'm, I should be able to pick this up or at least move it. And when I was telling Heather earlier, I was like, it didn't move an inch, didn't come off the ground. The bar bent a little bit. And then my body was like, no, nah, we ain't going to do that. <laughs> you didn't prepare us mentally for that. So we're out. <laughs> and that's what I thought. I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know, I thought I could do 395. And what did I end up doing? Exactly 395, not one pound more, just mm-hmm. done. Right. And then I thought to myself, wow, that's crazy. And then I buried that back in the back of my head. And all week, I really didn't think about the fact that today was bench press day, but I opened up my app. My trainer has it on there, you know, go, you know, get, get amped up. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one rep max day again. And all week I'm thinking to myself, I bet I can do 295. I'm pretty confident I can do 295. And so what do I do? Easily, I did 295. It was so easy, I thought, Man, I bet I could do 315. And 315 is three plates for everybody who doesn't understand. It's three plates. And I'm like, holy crap, I could do 315. So I get the bar off, I lower the bar, and it kind of goes up a little bit, but I failed. I was telling Heather, I'm like, man, how many times in life is that not true? Just yeah. 100% true in every aspect of our lives. Yeah. We've had conversations I- like that over the years, just all the time. Of them. Yeah. I do have one question though. Does someone spot you? Yes. Well, not on deadlift. Okay, so There's nothing they there. can do, but yes, the, I booked my okay. son today for, and that's, you know, yeah. I was visualizing and I was like, wait a minute, what? Wait how a minute. Did- I failed. And there's, three, how did you get it off of you? Yeah, no, I, I had some <laughs> well, good. As long as safety first, I totally agree. I think that it's so easy to have those limiting beliefs that we don't even recognize they're there. And I think a lot of times it takes someone else to help you see that until you can become good enough to see it yourself. It's really hard to see limiting beliefs in yourself, which is why you got to surround yourself with good people, right? People that help you see a better version of yourself or help you push past the limiting beliefs. hundred percent agree. Could not agree more, which is why I was and my mastermind group this week, you know, because those people push me and they, and they don't allow my BS to come in and go, you know, they'd call me on it. And I mean, it's really important to have somebody who will call you on your BS, who's not scared and they'll just call it like it is. Right. Yeah. As a business owner too, I think if you surround yourself with staff and don't encourage them to call you on your BS, I would imagine that 
it'd be real easy to not see it as well. That's one thing you've done in the culture of our company. You've said like, look, if I'm ever not living the core values, I want you to tell me. Yeah, right? and I mean, you said that. <laughs> there've been a few times when people have called me on it, which is fun. I mean, that's actually really cool when someone can just step up and go, you know what? I don't think this really matches our core values. And then everybody can take a step back and go, huh, you know what? I, you got yeah. a point. You actually have a point. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. I was talking about that this week with the folks in my mastermind group as to how people get so far off track. And I think it's because they mm -hmm. don't have those core values that are instilled in everybody and no one calls them on their BS, yeah. right? So they can start to justify moving a little bit outside into the gray area. And, you know, if you move just a few degrees year later, you're pretty off track and you can justify yeah. just about anything. But it's nice to have people around you, both on your team and off your team, who can go, really? Because that really doesn't match. Yeah, um, that true. happened at our mastermind group this week. One guy was up there and he was putting out his funnel and there was one thing in his funnel and we were all like, like everybody in the group was like, wait, 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 what? He's like, yeah, this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, man, that's not congruent with who you are. He's like, he stopped for a second because in his mind, these were two different tracks. And so they were separate, but in everyone else's mind, looking at it, we were like, no, they're getting the same thing on both tracks. You can't do that. And he didn't mean to, it just, you know, when you start drawing those big things out, as you know, Heather, because you've done yeah. marketing, they get complicated and he just lost in the mix. And we were like, dude, you have to add something to this right here because they're paying the same thing or they're getting the same thing and they're paying different prices. That's not congruent with who you are. Mm. And he immediately was like, you're right. I'll add some things to this. And it's good to have that because he didn't yeah. expect us to stop him, but we did. That's a good point, Ron, because maybe some business owners, it's difficult to let your guard down with your people that you're surrounded by in the office and ask for feedback, but going to a mastermind then, right? With peers yeah. who will call you on it. <laughs> I think it's really maybe important in your team though. I agree. But how in the world does your team, how does your team learn how to be a leader if you don't teach them how to be a leader? Mm -hmm. I mean, where do they learn that? You have to be, and leaders listen more than they speak. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, some of the best ideas in the company come from the folks who are closest to the challenge, not yeah. the people at the top of the company. Many times. That's really that's true. The They're in the trenches. That's a good point. Well, I was driving to the, I, this is the office where I record this out of with a fancy microphone and none of my kids running around. And I was driving here this morning and yesterday was my 15th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Um, Doug is the best, puts up with all of my craziness, <laughs> but every time it's my wedding anniversary, I'm reminded that the following day is the anniversary of how long I've worked with you, Ron. And looking, I always have that reflection every time this same day that we're recording. So we're recording this on May 6th. So every time May 6th comes around, I'm like, man, it's been this many years, right? So today it's 14 years since I first come on somebody, <laughs> right? <laughs> Can we get a hallelujah? <laughs> it's a long time. It's Good a long Lord, time. That's a long time. Yeah. But I, I sat and reflected and many of my clients know this, but probably not all of our listeners that I started at the front desk. So I was hired 
as, oh man, what was my title? Director of Director First, of first impressions. impressions. First Impressions. Which, man, we should like, I don't know yeah. what you do. You go to Vegas when you do the exact same thing? I don't know. <laughs> Same time? Yep. I just remember going, so what exactly do you want me to do as the director of first impressions? But really, in a lot of ways, I was the office manager and event planner is really what it was. But I was reflecting on starting at that point and all of the growth and mindset changes I've had to go through over these last 14 years. And it's it's a lot. I mean, starting at the front desk and moving through so many seats, I've sat in almost every seat in a company that does what we do, right? It's uh, literally, (laughs) literally sat in almost every seat. Yeah. Just not yours, I think, or I guess I mean, bookkeeping. I mean, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. But you're involved with the bookkeeping too. So, I mean, you may not key in the the data, but we go over the books together. So you're involved in literally every aspect of it. And you're involved in all of the visionary planning meetings too. So yeah. You've literally done every single seat in the company. It's, it's impressive. It doesn't seem like 14 years. It seems like it's, Mm-mm. I mean, man, that's a long that's time. And the only time well, it feels like 14 years to me, Ron, is I, when I recognize how much I know, which sounds really, I don't know, arrogant, but I will spout off information to like our transaction coordinator, Lacey or something. And I'm, I, I sometimes I think to myself, how do I know all this stuff? <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's thousands weird. of files and yes. know, 14 years later. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. what, you know, and I, and we, we talk about this all the time. It's really hard to take what's in your brain and put it and help someone else get it. It's there's this experience that comes just from being around that many deals and, that many challenges and all of the growth that's happened. My gosh, over the 14 years, there have been a lot of changes. For sure. Holy cow. I mean, (laughs) a pretty sizable business, a complete reset, start over again, grow it from zero. Man, babies in the NICU, college, all kinds of things. (laughs) That's Um, true. Yeah. My husband got a graduate degree. I mean, when I first met you, Ron, I had no children for like several years. So I, I call it when Doug and I were single is what I call it. We were married with no kids for several years. So a couple of things that what you said kind of guess would tie in really well with this is when I first started working with you, I kind of dreaded public speaking. I would like get really sweaty and nervous. Yeah. I don't, that's not really true. Yeah. I hit it too death. It was I thought not going to say I hit it really. I'm like, I hit it really well. No, Thanks, no. Heather Thanks, was literally scared to death of public speaking. I mean, so this is the get real show, Heather. You, you, you can't come in saying, you know, I'm sorry. She's choked up folks. So I made her <laughs> I like coughed. spit laugh, whatever it was she was drinking. Yeah, I just had um, some water. Sorry. Went down the wrong pipe because you made me <laughs> laugh. <laughs> oh boy. Thank you for the mute button, friends. Deathly scared of public speaking. And how did we cure that? Practice. And I think you gave me small opportunities and that were easy to swallow, right? It wasn't all of a sudden, hey, Heather, why don't we record a 30-minute podcast, right? It was small little things gradually over time to build my confidence. But I also knew you had confidence in me right? As, I mean, I was kind of really intimidated by you at the time, but 
you had confidence in my ability and showed me that. And I remember several conversations. I don't even remember the details of the conversations, but several conversations where you would build me up in a kind way to just say, I think you totally can do this, Heather. You're already doing it. It's natural for you. And not necessarily even specifically about public speaking, but I do love people. That's the ironic part. I love people. I love working with people. I love helping people. But for some reason, getting up in front of a group of people was like totally different, right? (laughs) So you would remind me of those things, right? Well, Heather, you can talk to people like slow, confident building and showing your confidence in me and my abilities allowed me to open my mind to other possibilities and doing other things, which I think is so amazing in a work environment because normally we want to be in other, I feel like in the corporate structure, at least you want to be head above other people, right? You want to be seen as better than your peers. You want to stand out. My dad came from the corporate world. So I would hear a lot about that, putting other people down when they made mistakes. And that's just not the culture that we had. It was more of, and still is building people up and helping them see their potential. Yeah. I mean, our purpose is through service, we build people. And so we try to live that internally, but we also try to live that externally too. And I think that's one of the things really is we were just giving you the opportunity to do that externally, outwardly, you know, face the exterior and still serve and build those people up with the knowledge that you'd gained over many, many years of, and you did, you'd had to, before you started doing that, you had a deep knowledge of these things. You knew this stuff front and back. So it wasn't like, you could get up there and someone knew more than you because they didn't, right? They generally came to learn. You would tell me that actually, you would say, Heather, you know more than them. So don't let it intimidate you. You know, that you're meeting with someone who is wealthy, right? When my husband was a graduate student and I felt inadequate and you would say, they're coming to you for information that you have, Heather, it doesn't matter. So lots of small little conversations. There wasn't this like one defining moment, like in the movies where all of a sudden I was ready and going to move forward and do something different. So I moved, I remember specifically moving into the marketing position. You hired basically a replacement for me and you said, I think you'd be really good at this. And you pulled me aside along with other people in the company too. So it wasn't just you, but you just said, we have confidence in you and we think you'll be really good at it. And we think you're natural at it. And I'm like, I don't have a marketing degree. What are you talking about? (laughs) I always had that inadequacy that I also really had to lean on the confidence of other people, including my husband, who was always really confident in my ability too. So- And that's really, really important to find that wherever you are. So if you're an owner of a company or entrepreneur out there and you feel alone, seek out a place where you can get what Heather's talking about. That's why I go to the groups that I go to. It's Mm -hmm. really important because I need the same thing. Heather's not alone, right? And that was the point of what I was talking about earlier is that it's our brains. It's our limiting beliefs that stop us from achieving anything more. It's not that we can't do it. It's not that I couldn't pick up the 405 pounds. It's 10 pounds more. There's no well, way. Even, even move it though. That's the funny part that you couldn't move it. It's That was <laughs> completely mental, yeah. right? And this morning, that weight went off my chest. It was probably five inches up. And then my brain just said, nah, we didn't <laughs> plan for this. I mean, the transition point into 
me being able to actually lock that thing out. I was there. Mm. That's something that's both frustrating. It, it can do one of two things, right? I could go, crap, I failed. I could focus on the fact that I failed or I can say, okay, I did 295 really easy. I should have been able to get 315. I'm going to reset. So it may be three or four weeks before I get to do that again, before my coach actually has it inside of my training regimen, but I'm going to lift more than 315 next time. I guarantee you that. And I'm reset. So I think one of the things you've been, you've been talking about this whole time is like, there, there has to be a reset or we don't grow. Yeah. We have to be able to reset. And I remember I said this, I was talking about this in my mastermind group this weekend. <laughs> we were all in there and we're, we're all talking about all of our challenges. It's so, it just struck me as funny that we're talking about these challenges when all of us are so blessed. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. in that room makes a lot of money. There's just a lot of money in that room. I stopped and I just said, look, I remember when my wife and I would sit down and we were just like, man, I can't wait till 50,000 a year. Yeah. You know, and somebody listening may be thinking that right now. Like, I just, if I could just make 50, life would be different. And guess what? When we hit 50, it was different. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I can make 50,000. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if I could make 100? And then I was like, you know, when we finally hit six figures, I was like, huh, okay. I mean, there was literally nothing stopping me from making six figures when I made $50,000. There's literally nothing stopping somebody who's making a quarter of a million dollars from making a half a million dollars or a million dollars other than what you believe you can make happen. Yeah. And it's the same thing inside of a company. There's nothing stopping you from, if you want to, from moving inside of a company or like, I guess where they allow you to up through the ranks and learning all of this really cool stuff. And if you're a business owner and you're not allowing your people to do that, well, then you're a fool because if you don't let them, they will leave so that they yeah. can progress. Everybody wants to progress. Nobody wants to yeah. get capped. So true. Those are the businesses that have the high turnover when there's no potential to move. I mean, just in the last year, I've been like, man, I've done so many residential single family things that I want to move on and understand commercial better, Ron. I'm like, I want to learn. I don't want to yep. stay stuck in doing what I'm doing just because I'm good at it. I want to learn more. And so I think that, I mean, that's how I'm built as well. I don't, I'm not content to just say, stay stuck in that, <laughs> but I think most people are that way. Like you said, very few people aren't ambitious enough to want to grow and learn. I remember when I moved and did transaction coordination and escrow and things like that for files, I remember feeling very inadequate then. And I'd worked at the company, gosh, like five years or six years. And I went, man, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And again, it was just taking a step outside, being willing to try, being willing to fail. Like I make mistakes. That's a culture that we have too, that when someone makes mistakes, I mean, we own it, we own the mistake, but it's not this never ending, you know, people mocking you or anything like that. It's no, just, as a matter of fact, it is a, it is a re everybody consolidates around whoever it is that did and picks them up. Yeah. And that, you know, because look, the first time I did public speaking, I am very confident that I sucked, but nobody told me that I sucked. Everybody told me I did a great job. But if you compared, we had a tape mm. of that as compared to some of my more recent ones, we wouldn't even be the same wavelength. It would be completely different. And it's the same thing with you. I mean, 
the first time you spoke as compared to you being able to now fly around and speak wherever and, you know, you know, sometimes and yeah. we prepare really quickly before we come on and to be able to just speak from knowledge yeah. is really powerful, which is completely different than when you started speaking from when I started speaking or in any other position that we've had. And I think it's really, really important that everybody out there understand that this is transcends business. This is in every aspect of our lives. We have self-limiting caps that we put on and those caps, because they're self-imposed, can be removed very easily yep. by us. No one else is going to remove them. Now, if you get around the right support team, the, the support team will help you realize you've <laughs> got a cap put on yourself. Yeah but they still can't take it off. Mm -hmm. I think I was very clear one time on one of the podcasts when I was talking about coaching and the group that I have, that it took me like two and a half years to start that group. And I would go to my mastermind group and they're like, Hey man, we need to start your coaching group. And I'm like, oh, yeah, probably this, you know, it's probably this quarter. But the reality of the situation is the reason I didn't start it was because I felt inferior to be able to coach business owners in spite of the fact that the people in the mastermind group I was in were like, you would rock at this <laughs> yeah. and you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah. But just like you said, Heather, I mean, I had never done it and I was scared of failing. I was scared mm -hmm. of failing those people most importantly, Yeah. but it has been so much fun. It's a blast coaching business people because for the most part, business people, they're really coachable. I mean, mm -hmm. they want to do better. And so it's fun to coach them because every time I see them, they're doing better things. It's fantastic. Yeah, that is awesome. So literally in every aspect of our lives, we impose these things on ourselves and it's really unfortunate. It's really too bad. And yeah, and I think they're, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll I was just going to say thought. that the, probably the most unfortunate thing is when it gets imposed for you by mm. a business owner or a manager. That is a real shame. Yeah, that's true. And I think I was recalling how, You'd had several conversations with me too about income level, which you mentioned despairly, but about how, yeah, I remember you said to me, what if Heather, what if you made six figures? And I was like, what? Like I, <laughs> I do this part time. Like, are you kidding me? That's not realistic or almost like I don't deserve it, which is like, I don't deserve it. Cause I work from home. I work part time. Right. And I remember when I had four kids at home reaching well over six figures and going, he was right. Like just because of my circumstances of where I work, or if I have, if I work when my children are napping <laughs> or whatever, that's been really unique to our company is how many women with young children work on our staff and work kind of some sporadic hours sometimes. Yeah, almost everybody. Yeah. And the sporadic hours only occasionally have we had to go, uh, they're not available or their kids sick, or they have a program at school or they're volunteering at the school or something like that, or a doctor's appointment. And, but all of us are on the same team and we all understand and we're committed to family first. And so we've created a culture that you can be successful no matter your circumstances and that the income level, you can always, you're not capped in that aspect just because, you know, at the time, like back then before my husband was working, I was home with the kids full time yep. and I had, you know, a little bit of help from my mom and stuff. But I mean, that's, I guess, a, a message for maybe women that are in that same position that feel 
capped or that they can't do something that I was shocked that I could do it. And <laughs> you know, let me just state this because I'm not sure that we have on any of the episodes, but I think this is really important since we're, since you were just speaking to women in your situation, while I'm not a woman and I can't completely comprehend, I have seen this many times because we do have a very female heavy uh, team and every one of them is a stay at home mom, like is a mom that stay, that generally yeah. speaking is at home, right? I think that one of the things that if there's something that is self-imposed from the women, it is that they feel like they can't make calls because their children are loud or <laughs> a baby's crying That's or, true. or that that may happen because I mean, I have three kids, so I know that occasionally there's some Tourette scream that comes that yeah. nobody was thinking was going to happen because I've been on business calls, you know, and kids start, I'm at home and kids start screaming. There's nothing you can do about that except for step into the next room and go, Hey, that was my kid. Yeah. Just fell and smashed his face on the floor. My wife's got him. It's all good, but <laughs> sorry about that. If your ear is, you know, if your eardrum's broken, uh, but I think speaking to the women out there who feel like that is something that holds them back. I would tell you that most people super okay mm -hmm. with, with the fact that you are owning that you're a mother and you're staying home and that you're making things happen regardless. I'd love to hear what you have to say about that, Heather, but I've found that not to be, yeah. shouldn't be a stumbling block for any woman who has kids. I've embraced it in the last probably three years before then. Oh my gosh. I remember a couple of times literally shutting my bedroom door and locking it, walking into my closet and locking it. My kids were safe, but they were fighting and they were mad at each other. And I was like, I'm almost finished with this call. I don't want them to know that I'm at home. I remember doing that and going, this is ridiculous. And you said those same things you just said, like Heather, it makes you human. Like if nothing else people are going to respect you, that you're making it happen and you're successful and you're at home with your kids. And for the most part, I didn't do calls when they were around because I wanted to be present, but sometimes I just couldn't avoid it. And so I embraced it. And now if my child comes in the room, I have happened on zoom meetings and multiple Zoom <laughs> where my four-year-old <laughs> will come in and hopefully not say something totally embarrassing about the toilet or anything, but I've just had to say, yeah, this is my four-year-old. I'm at home and I'm so blessed that I get to be at home and do what I love and love on my kids. Like I could come and sit in this office and work every day, but I usually choose not to. I love that my son can come in and tell me about his day at preschool and I'll say, okay, mom's working. I need you to let go, you know, go to dad or whatever. But I love that he gets to check in with me. And I've had to just accept the fact that if people don't honor that, then they're not meant to work with me. And that's only happened one time. And I referred the man to work with another man in our office. I said, Hey, you know what? I understand this isn't working for you. You hear background noise. He kept saying, can you focus right now? Can you even hear what I'm saying? Can you focus right now? See, and I, I said, would have just yeah. fired him, but <laughs> <laughs> Heather's maybe a bigger person than me and passed him off to somebody else in the company. I would have just said, you know what? I actually can't focus. Maybe you should call our competitor. Here you go. <laughs> and the reason I can't focus is because you're being a jerk. But yeah, I mean, that's happened one time out of hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of, of interaction. 
well, yeah. interactions, thousands of interactions yeah. with, with people. So if you're out True. there listening and you thought that was something that would hold you back from becoming an entrepreneur or doing something very similar yeah. to what Heather and everybody else on our team does. I mean, our escrow coordinator who we're going to bring on so you guys can meet her, Lacey, um, Jackie, who you've met, Christina, yeah. Natalie, who else? I'm Courtney, did you say Courtney? Courtney. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. And they all do different things. They all interact with our customers and our sellers and everybody else on a professional level. And they all have kids at home. I just think, and maybe we've beaten this horse enough, but if you are, do not let that stop you because- 90% or more of the people you are interact with won't care. It's true. That's just a limiting belief, right? It's, mm -hmm. well, I can't because, right? So it's something that I look at and say, man, someday my kids are going to recognize that I was a, what I was able to do and still be a mom and be present with my kids. And sure, there were not glamorous moments. And sure, I had to... <laughs> say, Hey, you're having TV time, <laughs> but for the most part it's worked so many times I've sat at the park with my computer I've said, Hey, go play. I got my laptop and I'm at the park with my sunglasses and I'm getting work done. Well, I know they're safe and playing. I limit TV time in my house to 90 minutes a day. So working full time and 90 minutes goes by real fast. So I have to be creative and pivot. And so, but it's worked for our family. I'm not saying it has to work for everybody, but it was a limiting belief for me for sure that I had to just embrace. Yep. This is the path I wanted to choose. I could have done daycare and I, that's not the path I wanted to choose. So yeah, man, that was a long diatribe about that, but I am passionate yeah. about it. Guys, I'm really passionate about it too. I just, you know, we had a women's charity before women and children, especially uh, women and children who are underprivileged or mm -hmm. in some way have been, have been told that they couldn't, or they wouldn't, weren't good enough. Yep. Pretty passionate about that. And so if someone is listening and you're in that category, there's no limits. Heather is a perfect example. There's no limits and kids are not a limiting factor. They're just not. Yeah. So find somebody who believes in that. I know several business owners who believe that and you know, they're out there. You just got to find them who will work with you and allow you to be able to grow and make a lot of money for your family and change your family's life and grow, which is the most important thing, right? Yeah. I'll mention one more thing. Sorry. We're probably going long on this one, but my well, son it's Heather's is episode, everybody. So <laughs> since it's Heather's episode, we can go long if we want. Cool. My son is 11 and he's very into theater and I've been nervous about, he's going to go through a voice change here pretty soon. And he has a fantastic singing voice and sings Ron knows all day all the time. and sometimes from his bed at night. And I have to tell him to stop singing. And he's been that way since he was two, just nonstop. Right. And, uh, I, he's been really anxious and upset that his voice is going to change. And I've told my husband, I said, we need to do something and help him find something that he's good at and really good at before that happens, just in case. Cause I've known some kids, that, some boys that that's been devastating. And so I went to Ron, you probably don't know the backstory about it, Ron, but I went to Ron and I said, Hey, can I have the company pay him to do some video editing? He has spent a ton of time learning how to do it and he's pretty good at it. And so it's built his confidence in doing something else. And now I'm putting him through an animation course because we need to make some animated videos and building people and seeing their potential and helping them grow in a way 
that is going to help them in the future, there's nothing quite so rewarding. I mean, more rewarding, I think, in a lot of ways than making money (laughs) is watching other people grow. Way more. It's the funnest thing ever. As a matter of fact, people at the the mastermind, they were like, Ron, why do you like, from an income perspective, my coaching group Mm -hmm. is I mean, it's really not that much money, right? And, you know, we actually went over our business visions and kind of, you know, shared some things with each other. And that that was one of the things they're like, man, why do you like doing that so much? It's like, you don't make hardly any money doing that. And I'm like, it really isn't about the money. I mean, yeah. It's not about the money. It is absolutely a blast watching people like improve over three yeah. months time. And I get to talk to them every month. I see what's happening in their lives. It is a blast to watch that. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right, Heather. It really doesn't have anything to do with the money. The money just comes from mm-hmm. it's through service. We build people, not through service. We make money. Right? Yes. And yes. the money just comes. We just seem to do really well when we focus on that. And when we focus mm-hmm. on money, we seem to not do so hot. So service is the key. And yes, building people up is just one of the most fun things you can possibly do. And no, yeah. I didn't know the backstory on that, but that's really cool because we did do that. That's really cool. I yeah, hope for those that- who watch the edited videos, know my 11-year-old did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. It, it's one of the first things I think going to charge money for. And, and, yeah. and he did it. That's pretty cool. That's really, really cool. Well, listen, happy 14th anniversary day. Thank you. With RP Capital. That's awesome. Man, it's a long time. And I hope that everybody out there If you're a business owner, I hope you figured out through everything that we just talked about that having, if you want people to be on your team for a long time, you have to treat them right and you have to give them the opportunity to grow or they will leave you, Mm -hmm. period, right? And second, I hope that if you are a person who is limiting themselves, which is probably everybody listening, I'd be shocked if someone out there thinks they're not. And if, and if you don't, then that just means you just, you don't know what you don't know. You're limiting yourself. So stop it (laughs) and at least move the bar. So today when we sign off and we say, now get out there and make something happen, that should be the thing you make happen this week. Mm -hmm. You should raise the bar. You just should. Yeah, I agree. And spend a minute bettering yourself so that you can even recognize what those limiting beliefs are. If you listen to this and have no idea what yours are, then I'm trying to think of a book, Ron, that has been helpful to me in this because there's been so many, but just four agreements comes to mind, but getting aware of how you hold yourself back. So it's really sad how we do it. And what's more sad, again, going back to people holding other people down, that happens so much that it takes nearly no effort to lift someone up. So this week, as you're removing the limits from yourself, go ahead and take them off of somebody else too. show them that they're better than they think that they are and watch what happens, watch what happens. And then think about how you feel about what just happened and then just keep doing it. It's the most amazing thing. They don't have to work for you. Yeah. You know, help your friends, help somebody else. You see somebody doing something that was a really good job. Tell them that they did a great job. I'm just, I'm telling you, the more you do this, the better your life will be. The more you will grow, the more you'll see the caps you're putting on yourself, the more you'll be able to remove them from yourself and you'll continue to see the good and what is better in other people. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. So everybody should send Heather a congratulatory email if you've got, 
Yeah, just flood the uh, invest at rpcinvest.com. Isn't that what it is, Heather? Invest at yes. RPC Invest? Yes. Yeah. Just flood it <laughs> with congratulations, Heather. This is a huge deal. It should actually should all be congratulations, Ron, because she's stayed for 14. It should be congratulations, Ron. And the culture you've created, which I think is a catalyst. So, And I meant that as congratulations, Ron, because I've been blessed to have her stay for 14 years, not in any other way. So thank <laughs> you, Heather, for being a part of the team for 14 years and for making this show so cool because we actually do have plenty of people on here. Heather and Ron are awesome. Yeah. I'd like to true. point out that they said Heather first. Heather and I'm not even awesome. sweating, you guys. That's a big deal. All right. <laughs> So this week, guys, if you like the podcast, share it, please. One of the things that you can do to really help us out. Love that you guys are leaving reviews. So leave us some more. We'll bear yours on here as we move forward. And just like every week, this week, you've got your marching orders. Get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.